HVAC 360 is brought to you today by Construction, a new fragrance by Ralph DeGross. Need to smell like you belong in the field? This new cologne will make it seem like you never left. We've combined the scents of drywall, adhesives, with just a hint of angle grinder smoke. No one will ever know that you were never on the job site, or that you're just a greenhorn trying not to stand out. Who's into construction? That's right, you are. And don't forget our classic, arriving just in time for the holidays, Porta John Cherry. Welcome back, everybody. This is episode number 97. Matt Nelson here, your host for HVAC 360, helping you go further and faster in the field of HVAC. This is the space where I share stories, have interviews with industry experts, and help you get your HVAC knowledge up to another level. Uh, if you, those of you don't know uh, who are new here or you haven't signed up already, get to HVAC360.com and sign up for that newsletter. Uh, become part of that growing community. And uh, there I issue uh, different games that we play every Friday. So lots of bunch of fun stuff that I share on the weekly newsletter. Get there, sign up, be part of the community. So What's up for this week? Well, I wanted to kind of take it back to a one-on-one level and share some things that I know about construction submittals. Uh, obviously, this is not a definitive list per se, uh, but it is a bunch of tips and tricks that I've uh, picked up along the years and some general things that I didn't know starting out that I know now. So I thought I'd kind of share that back with you. So um, they are a your essentially they are your last check before the contractors get down to the business of installing your design. And we'll get to those tips right after a brief word from our sponsor. So let's talk about submittals. What what are they? Um, really, they're documents from the contractor um, for you to confirm that they uh, of what they should buy and install. Uh, essentially, it kind of goes like this: you you do your design, and you're like, "All right, Mister Contractor, here's my drawings and specifications. Here's my contract documents, so to speak." And the you know the the contractor takes a look at him, goes, "Okay, well, he wants one of these, two of those," and so he gets a shopping list together and he sends it back to you and saying, "Hey, here's my shopping list. Did I get this right?" And you can either say yes or no. And kind of uh, be on your way. So again, it's a last check before they get down to business. Um, I guess, so what kind of documents is he sharing with you? Uh, typically, they're kind of one of three varieties. They're either a shop drawing. Um, this is more of a fabrication thing. You know, a lot of times you'll see these uh, architecturally uh, when you're looking at like curtain wall systems or some sort of steel fabrication that needs to get approved. Um, there are material samples, um, and those are, whether it be tile, whether it be 
uh, different sort of products. A lot of times, architecturally, they'll want a sample of the product before they order a bunch of it because they want to make sure that it's the right color, it's the right kind of texture that they're looking for, it's the right kind of quality. Uh, so a lot of times, uh, you can do things like that uh, when you're ordering uh, for the, uh, the materials. And uh, last but not least is the equipment cut sheets. And typically, uh, that last one is really what you're going to be dealing with probably 99% of the time. Um, so let's uh, dive into it a little bit more. What should we really know? Um, this, this, there is, and I guess here's something that I really didn't know um, getting into the field, is that they will take your, um, they being the construction management team, uh, whether that be an independent uh, CM or whether that just be the, the general contractor or whoever's running the project. Um, and they'll come typically come up with a list of all the specifications that uh, they expect to see uh, so they can go through, go through and make sure that they got them all. Um, and where do that where does that list come from? That comes from the specifications that you uh, or someone on your team wrote. So you should kind of go back and uh, understand what you're requesting a submittal on and what you're not and what the difference is. So um, that's something that you can have a discussion internally. But that's where they get this list. And, and why is that list important? Why, why, why should you care about that? At least it helps you plan out exactly how many uh, submittals that you're going to see um, over the course of a project. And it understands like, okay, well, you know, did I, am I done with it or am I not done with it or what's missing? So it helps you keep track. If, if you don't have a copy of this list, you can check with your project manager. They were uh, on the architectural side or whoever's, whoever's running the project for you. And they typically can get this list. Um, if there's no list, um, that might be a cause for concern. So you need, you know, that might be, you know, a little red flag that goes up in the background that you say, okay, well, I got to, you know, pay special attention to this project. Um, so uh, other things to remember, uh, once you get this list, uh, just remember that typically by the time you're reviewing submittals, the bids are in. Um, a contractor has already bid the project, um, they've said, okay, you know, Mr. Owner, Mr. You know, uh, construction manager, I'm, I'm in for this amount of money. And the owner, construction manager, whoever is running the project, they say, yep, okay, we get it. That's good. That number is, is good. Um, so remember, if there's something special in your project that may be atypical for a contract to run in, or maybe it wasn't specified clearly or maybe it wasn't in the drawings clearly uh maybe that's something that needs to be there's a there's a time uh, for, uh like a bid review scope meeting typically with contractors maybe that's something that you want to either tell your uh, project manager or you want to actually be there uh yourself to be able to communicate to the contractor hey make sure you know that you can ask the question hey do you have all of you know whatever special system whatever special scope is in the project. Um, if you get that question asked and the contractor says yes, then they're on the hook for it. Um, if they say no, then they get a chance to change their bids, which is a good thing. And then there's the third kind of uncomfortable situation where um, they say yes, they don't know what they're saying yes to, and uh, then there becomes a fight sometime uh, later on in the project over this un 
known scope uh, that you've actually added onto that. And what could that be? Maybe it's a special system um, that they're not familiar with. Uh, maybe it's a special uh uh, procedure that you've asked a little bit, you know, sometimes you're, you're a little bit more stringent for a specific reason uh, because of a conversation that you've had with an owner. Uh, so you may be doing more duct pressure testing. Maybe you're doing more, um, you know, inspections than, than typical. Um, so you want to make sure that that is in the scope and a scope review meeting is something that uh, you should um, make sure that's clear during. So, Another thing to remember uh, is that these submittals that are coming from the contractors, they actually come from the manufacturer's reps, typically. Um, and if you are using, if, if, and I guess when you go through a design, a lot of times you're going to be using some sort of basis of design because you're not going to, you're not going to design a system. You're not going to design a system based around three different manufacturers. You're going to pick one that you want to design around and that's going to be your basis of design. And then you're going to add in a couple of people that, you know, do similar quality. Um, they, they, they make a, a similarly, uh, uh, something of equal value. So it's going to be an or equal. Um, so, but the, the thing is, is, is that if it is your basis design, that may be good. Uh, you may be able to go through the submittals a little bit quicker. Uh, but if they are not, uh, and we're going to kind of go through, through some things that, that could go wrong, but maybe you need to be a little bit more cautious and more detailed in, in understanding what you're getting, what, what they want to buy, and if that's going to meet your design. So another thing is that, that the submittals, they sometimes come in packs. Sometimes, and what I, what I, what I mean by that is, is sometimes uh, the contractor will have uh, all their submittals ready to go, and you'll get like... 50 submittals. You will get like all the submittals in your, you know, that you've requested in your contract documents. You're going to get them all at one time uh, and you're going to have to go through them. Um, other times you're going to be uh, in a onesie twosie kind of thing. Sometimes it's, you know, it's just going to be dripped to you. You know, you're going to get one, you know, this week and a couple the other week. Um, however, you, and this is <laughs> absolutely critical uh, that you, that you understand this and that you learn this is that they're not all products are created equal. Uh, some of your larger products will take substantially longer to get. And obviously, you, you've, you probably, I've, I've talked about schedule a number of times on this podcast. It is critical to make sure that you don't jeopardize the schedule by waiting to review submittals and it's easy to do you know i mean you get a bunch of submittals you're doing something else you're like oh i got another deadline that i have to work on uh, but understand that there are critical uh, path items that need to be reviewed and decided upon so they can be officially ordered uh, to make sure that everything doesn't you know uh, get out of whack uh yeah and again typically your biggest uh uh, submittal uh, is, um, you know, some of your larger equipment. Now, how do you know what's a long lead item and what's not? You know, you're not you're not an expert on everything. So the answer is again to ask, uh, talk to talk to the contractor, talk to the uh, uh, CM. Sometimes they know exactly how long it's going to take 
to get a specific piece of equipment. If you get a chunk of submittals, I would recommend the first thing that you do is say, okay, you know, what's most critical? What do you want off my desk? You know, like yesterday, because often, oftentimes that's, that's going to be the case. They would, they want these, they want to order them uh, already. So you want to make sure that you ask which of these submittals are really hot, what, you know, what are critical, what you need to get back right away, and what can wait. I mean, typically you're not going to wait more than two weeks to review submittals. At least I hope not. But, you know, sometimes they, they drag. Um, you know, you lose track of things and you need to make sure that, you know, you ask yourself, do I have any submittals to review? Um, you know, maybe do a little bit at a time, you know, every day, you know, just before you get into the regular uh, designing of other systems um, that you review submittals. So, and it's not, maybe, maybe it's not your job. Maybe that's not one thing that you have to cover, but we're assuming for this podcast, you're the man. Um, you're the person that has to review all the submittals for this project. Um, all right. So reviewing them, uh, some of the things that you want to make sure that you're looking at, you want to make sure that they line up with your schedules, um, that's typically how, you know, I review it, make sure that they, they're the right size, they're the right capacity. Um, they have the right accessories. Um, they have the right electrical connections. Um, one thing you might want to do is check them versus your sequence of operations, especially if they're not uh, the basis of design. So you want to make sure that you take a look at that. Um, and if you have any questions, again, uh, ask uh you know, ask the construction management team, ask the, the general contractor, ask the, ask the HVAC uh, contractor exactly, you know, what, uh, you know, what's up with this? Um, why, why isn't this uh, quite right? Um, ultimately, that's, that's what you want to do. Um, you don't want to kind of go back because the next step is, is, is actually, you know, stamping it, you know, and marking it up. Um, through this review process, that's what you're going to do. You're going to end up either approving it, approving it as noted, uh, revise and resubmit. You're going to reject it, or sometimes you're going to end up with these weird ones that are for information only that you don't really do or say anything about. You just get them so it's in your file and you know about it. But a lot of times, if it's like a revise and resubmit or approved as noted or rejected, you want you want to be able to communicate that clearly to the not not only maybe the contractor so the contractor understands uh, but you need to make sure that the you know whoever the manufacturer's rep understands what your notes and markups mean uh and a lot of times you can go back and forth because you, you really don't understand so you get a you you may get a submittal and the performance characteristics are not what you want so you mark it up you're just like no i have a schedule and it says this and then you send it back and what you really don't understand is that um it, the, the actual piece of equipment may not be able to do that. Maybe it's slightly different than your base's design. Um, and if you were just to take the simple conversation to the uh, person who's actually uh, producing the submittals for the manufacturer's rep, um, maybe you'd get that answer answered quickly and clearly. And you could come to some agreement saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to send this back. It's going to have these comments on it. Uh, and I, I just make those changes. Um, you know, a lot of times when you do the approved as noted, uh, you're not ever checking again if you get, you know, what you've requested, which can be problematic at times. Not that everything, you know, re you know needs a revise and resubmit uh, stamp on it, but 
you you just want to make sure that you you don't go back and forth. Again, this is a, a timing thing. They're very critical, and you want to make sure that you get the right equipment that you design to in a timely fashion. Um, you you don't want you don't want that back and forth. So. Uh, ultimately, at the end of the day, once you've gone through uh, and approved these things, and I, I'll, I'll just stop there. The manufacturer's reps, too. Um, sometimes you're dealing with people that the manufacturer's reps, there are people in the manufacturer's reps community that deal just with engineers. There are other, uh, within that same company, there may be other reps uh, that you don't t- ever talk to, but they deal with selling to the contractors. And those those are, those are can be different people. Uh, so whoever specified, you know, who helped you with the design may not be the same person helping with the purchase of that equipment. So that's one of the things, one of the reasons there can be some inconsistency between the two but if it's something that the basis of design you know a lot of times i just see those you know this is typically fly through not that you want you you want to be able to make sure that again this is your last chance to catch anything that oh oop, you know that wasn't quite right um we can change that but and again understand that any changes um typically if it's something small or it's not not right um you can get that but since the contractor has already purchased something if you're going to make a betterment if you're going to change something like oh you know what i really you know i thought about it again and this you know this um you know five horsepower motor really should be a seven and a half horsepower motor you know that may not be something that you're going to get um, so, or, eh, you know what, maybe the larger fan size is going to work for here, or maybe, you know, I need to change the impeller size. Maybe the impeller would be okay because typically they'd have to trim that anyway. But, you know, if you're going to add something to the, the scope of the work, um, that's not, this is not the time to do it. You know, you might have to end up going through some sort of, uh, you know, an ASI process where you make official changes to your design before you can get it approved. And again, that's, you're, you're just... You know, for especially with the long lead items, that's not the kind of situation you want to get into. Um, so, having said that, what can go wrong? Well, some things that I've seen happen in the past, um, and this one, the first one, <laughs> it, you can get the wrong refrigerant type. If you order something that, and, and you're looking for a specific refrigerant, um, sometimes you don't get that refrigerant. Uh, and sometimes that's not your fault. Sometimes, I mean, it's just a, a weird thing that, that may happen. Um, probably nine times out of 10, um, even like 99 times out of 100, you're going to get the right refrigerant. But you want to make sure, uh, especially in the submittal review process, that you're actually checking that refrigerant type uh, to make sure it's what you want for your project. Uh, a lot of things have to do with electric, electrical connections and sizes. Um, sometimes when you go with a different manufacturer, the size uh, increases. Uh, maybe it, it bumps up to a different motor automatically. And does that, have, does that impact the electrical design? Um, a lot of electrical engineers don't necessarily review HVAC submittals, uh, even though there are critical components uh, in there. So if you see something that might be a deviation uh, from what you what's on your schedule, uh, you might want to go back to the electrical engineer and say, hey, is this going to be an issue? Uh, are you going to have to go through and uh, make a change or upsize, you know, a feeder for a particular breaker? So those are the, some of the things you want to keep in mind. Um, also, missing sex, missing accessories. Um, this can be, you know, this is this is very common. Um, missing accessories, uh, whether it be, 
you know, uh, a damper, internal damper. Maybe it's a disconnect switch. Maybe it's, uh, you know, maybe it's a curb, um, you know, a number of items uh, that could be uh, missed with the accessories. Um, you know, a lot of times, you know, I can give one example. Um, if you're putting in, especially in the northern climates, if you're putting in a split system, uh, you might want a uh, a wind baffle on your exterior condensing unit. That that allows the the wind baffle allows you to operate at lower temperatures. Um, and it's just literally, there's nothing different about the condenser itself. It is just the wind baffle that prevents, you know, uh, prevents those gusting winds to really uh, derating the, the performance of that condensing unit. So, but again, that's one of the things that you need to be able to to catch and analyze. Do they have the baffle? Um, it's a, just a piece of plastic. Make sure you get it. Otherwise, you could potentially, you know, uh, have issues with your design later on and also you know with the accessories is is this does this affect the control sequences if you're missing something uh different things different thermostats is the thermostat missing is it something that's going to be provided by the uh temperature controls contractor is it something i'm getting with the unit uh so a lot of times some of these accessories could be an either or sort of sort of, um, sort of thing um, whether the electrical contractor provi- is providing them, whether it's coming with the uh, equipment, whether the temperature controls contractor is going with them or what. So number four on this list of things, um, this is probably by far maybe one of the one of the biggest things is the wrong dimensions. Not all manufacturers make products that are the same size, you know, Especially when you're dealing with things that aren't the basis of design, uh, you can things can go terribly wrong really, really fast. Especially when it impacts, say, uh, it, uh, the architecture of uh, you know a lot of like the screen walls. When you have on the roof, you'll have uh, screen walls screening off your uh, HVAC equipment because nobody wants to see that nasty HVAC equipment, um, and they might all of a sudden, you know, you designed it for three foot of clearance or four foot of clearance in front of an electrical panel. And all of a sudden it's right there. It's right up on that thing. And you just can't move those panels. You know, it's just, you, you've gone through that has to deal with the structure that has to deal with, you know, uh, the amount of panels that, that gets purchased just because you said that, um, you know, something was, uh, this dimension, and then you get a product that's not your basis design, and it's something completely different. You're still on the spot for you know making sure that 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 fits in that position. So check your dimensions when you're going through the submittals. That's one thing that that really could you know help you out. Um, and again, along with that, or equal doesn't mean doesn't always mean equal. Uh, a lot of times, again, you have that basis of design, but you have to have, uh, you know, if, especially on public projects, you have to have multiple uh, uh, vendors that can bid this uh, so you can get a competitive bidding situation, uh, ultimately getting the best price, right? But you don't necessarily always get the same quality. Um, some of the quality you need to, to check. Sometimes you get something that, you know, is not the same thing. Um, it's something completely different. So that's one thing you, you just want to make sure of in, in checking your submittals. Um, also, number six, ordering too late. Um, again, this is, 
you know, you would think that long lead items would be, you know, the contractor would be right up on that and making sure that those get uh, selected and put in and reviewed and you get the submittal. Um, You can't make him issue a submittal, but, you know, it should be, there should be some management structure in place to say, hey, you know what, what, what's your long lead items? Let's, let's get those submittals in here. Let's get them reviewed by the engineer and let's get them processed. Uh, if you know, I mean, once you go through this situation a couple of times, you'll know what are the long lead items and, you know, how you can, you know, go ahead and get those, um, you know, get those processed. You might even ping the, the, uh, the management team or the, or the HVAC guy saying, hey, you know what, when are you going to, sh- when are you going to get those submittals to me? Because I know it's going to take you a long time. Um, you, that can really affect design. Um, there are situations in the past where I know that, you know, they haven't been able to complete a room um, because, you know, granted, um, engineers allow architects to give them a little space for a mechanical room. So and sometimes with some air handlers, you have to be able to build the room around the air handler because you can't actually fit it through uh, the standard door. So in, in that case, you have to leave the um, building enclosure open uh, to the environment until you get the, that uh, you know, piece of equipment delivered and then you can close it up. It has to the the enclosure has to be built around the piece of equipment that is uh, not favorable at all, but that's just the way it, it happens sometimes. Um, and again, you want to get the 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 little back and forth waltz kind of kiboshed, put away um, because a lot of times, you know, I've seen it where you know they multiple versions. I mean, you can get up to like you know four or five versions of getting this stuff right. Um, you know, even, you know, it, it's, it just gets ridiculous. Um, and each time, remember, each time you give something back, it's going to take a couple of weeks. So if you go back and forth, you know, four times, that's essentially eight weeks of wasted time each time you, 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 you do that. Uh, so it really eats into that scheduling clock. So that really, you know, affects a lot of different things. So get those uh, done right the first time. All right. Well, thanks for your time. That's all I have for uh, construction submittals. Hopefully, uh, you. Uh, um, hopefully, this was helpful to you. I really appreciate each and every one of you listening. If you know somebody who needs to learn more about submittals or processing submittals, you know, maybe say, uh, "Hey, check out this podcast." Um, and if they don't know what podcasts are, maybe you can be the one to enlighten them. Um, if they, uh, if you want. And again, uh, be part of that growing community at HVAC360.com and get on the, the, the mailing list. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not only issuing uh, different, different fun things, but also some uh, free uh, continuing education credit as well. So uh, if you can do that, if you can also leave me a, uh, consider leaving me a rating on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, I'd greatly appreciate it. I'll give you a shout out the next time we do the episode uh, after you do that. And uh, that's it for this week. Well, that's a wrap for this week of HVAC 360. I'm Matt Nelson, helping you go further and faster in the field of HVAC. And as always, know what you build and share what you know. 